This is Save Cell Chanel, episode 43. Today is October 27, 2019. And if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is dedicated to the different ways I save and sell. It's a raw, unedited audio diary to help me keep myself accountable and to take a look back next year to see my progress. And this week, I want to mention that in terms of saving, I went to the Uptown Cheapskate Hebner fill a bag sale. And if you are unfamiliar with an Uptown Cheapskate or even what an Uptown Cheapskate is, and similar to Plato's Closet or Clothes Mentor where, or a, let's see, what other things it's similar to, a Style Encore, it's where you go and you'll, or even a Buffalo Exchange, it's where you're going to go and sell your new or gently used on-trend items and they'll buy your items for in-store credit or cash in hand. Now, typically as companies grow, obviously they're also a retail space. They have to make sure that that inventory goes somewhere. So in order to make room for fall and winter items, a vast majority of the items that weren't selling that more summer items, they went ahead and put them towards the fill-a-bag sale. Now the $15 fill-a-bag sale helped 100% of the proceeds went to help a nonprofit organization called Build On. And Build On helps to help build schools around the world, uh, around the poorest countries around the world. And Uptown Sheepsgate has helped build, I believe, 10 to 11 schools in Africa as a result of these fill-a-bags. And it's really helpful because they help to make sure that those clothes that didn't sell in store don't end up in a landfill. They get to write it off as a, a charity um, thing, I'm assuming. And not only that, Build On gets to get more funding to help build schools. And not only that, if you are a reseller, this is actually a really great way to source. So how it happens is, or how this whole process works is that you'll pay a flat fee of $15 at Uptown Cheapskate. You'll pay for the bag. And it's a, you'll, if you want to take a look at that, I do have a, just posted a new YouTube video on my Save Sell Chanel YouTube channel. And as much as you can fit in this bag, it's like a shopping bag. You'll go ahead and put as much clothing as you can fit in there. And it's not just clothing. They had a lot of items this time compared to when I went shopping in May. They had a lot of men's and women's items, accessories, shoes, clothes, It was actually really, really good. They had much better brands this time. And this time around, there was a longer line. I went at 9.36 and there there was already a line. It was like an S shape versus last time it was just a straight line. But there were so many people waiting in line that I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get anything that was good. But they actually had so much more inventory this time around that even though I had a Posh and Sip coffee edition event um, having over a flying saucer, even after I left that event around 2 o'clock, there were still bins that were available for people to shop at during the fill bag sale. So that shows you how much inventory they had that needed to find a new home. So if you are even a thrifter and you need to find a different way to use that $15 to really maximize your money, Definitely use a fill a bag sale, get creative, roll up your clothing, even put them accessories and shoes and bags, roll up the bags, put, get really creative and figuring out how to um, put things in those fill bags. Because if you are really on a budget, let's say for instance, a vast majority of the thrifters there, they're broke college students or people who don't have very much money and they only go to these fill a bag sales once a year to help revamp their closets. Definitely 
use this as an opportunity. A lot of people actually go to these Twilla bag sales um, twice a year. They only spend $30 on their entire wardrobe for the whole year and they find creative solutions to really rotate those items over and over and over again. Now, that's one of the ways that you can source as a reseller, but not only that, as someone who's really styling on a budget, this is a perfect way to get clothing in your closet. Now, it's really helped me to... I'm really happy I was able to share my love for the Philabag sale as well as it was a win-win for everyone. We were able to gain new inventory to sell on our different apps of the Poshmark app and people who are already there were able to get things from their community um, to add to their closet. So there was just so much items that I feel like there was still some leftover. So I hope all of those found a new home and didn't end up in the landfill. What I do want to mention though, the vast majority of this podcast is going to be my experience co-hosting Posh and Sip Coffee Edition Week 1 Best Practices When Starting Your Business. Now, I'm going to talk about some of the topics. I just recorded that video. I haven't edited it. There are things I'm actually doing a two-part series as a result of some of the things that I saw on the Slack app because Poshmark hasn't really, unfortunately, given direction to people who are hosting events for the very first time. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what to do. They're getting really discouraged. People are dropping out because there is no incentive to hosting. But I feel like there is a pro to hosting. It really brings more exposure to your closet and it helps you to build more exposure to your closet because, hey, you, you out of millions of sellers took the chance to even try to go ahead and try to go out in your community and actually as a community learn more about the app and how to navigate the app. So think about it. I feel like if they say there's about uh, 50 million users but only 7 million sellers and of that 7 million sellers only 500 attempted to try to host an event, that's a really small number. But keep in mind in terms of Poshmark trying to rally all 500 hosts it's really hard. There's a clearly a lot of growing pains. It is a pilot program. We do need to be patient with them because this is the first time they're testing the waters. They're trying to figure out what to do next time. And just like anyone, especially anything in life, you don't know until you try. But it's harder for them and there's more criticism for them because they're doing it at such a large scale. And they are one of the few apps who are attempting to build community in different places throughout the entire country. So People need to really keep that in mind. And so now what I want to mention are some of the topics that we talked about during the Posh and Sip event. I also want to mention that I did a part two series because I saw people getting discouraged. Some people didn't even show up to their Posh and Sip event that they don't feel like they should keep doing it and they feel like a loser or they're just, you know, a lot of the people are introverts and didn't even have the courage to you know, do what they were trying to get out of their comfort zone or for whatever reason, just trying to be a better version of themselves. And unfortunately, it was a situation where people didn't show up or, and it was one of those things where it was very last minute, especially when it comes to me, I will market my things account down like consistently, 
it's all about planting the seeds to let people know because the problem is people don't know what they don't know and unless you bring it to someone's attention no one can make the plans around any interests that they may have and Saturday is a really weird time people it's people's downtime maybe it's people's personal time people have time they have to spend time with friends and they have to spend time with family so going out and meeting a stranger at Starbucks it's really weird so People need to get out of their comfort zone and people need to make sure that this event is going to be open to the public. It's not a Poshmark meeting, but it is open to people who would be willing to learn more about the event. So because of that, I want to talk about some of the topics that we discussed. Week one, best practices when starting your business. So two of my co-hosts were Divine Duchess and Nivea's Closet. Um, Janet is Divine Duchess and Chris is Nivea. Nivea's closet. I'm sorry. I'm just I've recorded for the past three hours now, so I'm getting kind of tired here. My voice is getting tired, um, and it's frustrating because I recorded one best tips to like show how to market without having to go out and do all this work, and that was a 40 minute video, and I it didn't get recorded for some reason. It stopped at one minute and 38 seconds, so that was really unfortunate. Um, but, uh, let's go ahead and move on to some of the questions, best practices when starting your business. So the first topic of discussion is your cover shot is your listing's first impression. Discuss your tips and tricks for taking the best photos. Here are some questions to ask the group. Do you prefer flat lays or OOTDs? Do you use natural lights or filters? What kind of camera do you use? What are some ways you make your, co your cover shots stand out? And everything you put in the listing. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start with that first bullet point. That first bullet point was talked, um, Chris is the one who talked about it. So there are people on Poshmark who do flat lays. There's some people who will do the OOTDs outfit of the day. They will put the cute little outfits together and get that idea of what's going on there. But the thing is that Personally, it's just easier for me to hang something and or put it on a mannequin because it showcases an item better. Uh, the other thing is natural lighter filters. For me, I used to have used my lights, my shadow, my studio lights a lot more. But the problem is they take up so much space. So when I can, I'll go ahead and use my natural light in my house. And as much as I can, that's when I'll go ahead and photograph. And then for filters... Um, Chris said that she uses PicTapGo as well as Snapseed to help modify the cover shots just because cover shots are so important in terms of catching the eye of a potential buyer. And what kind of camera do you use? I know some people, she wanted to mention, especially if you're brand brand new, do not spend $400, $500 on a professional camera. If you have the ability to get on a po the Poshmark app on your phone, you have the ability to use your phone as a camera to take good quality photos to go ahead and list on the app. The other thing that you want to mention is what are some ways you make your cover shots stand out? Now, she had mentioned that a clean white background is the best way to search up in search engine optimization because if you'll go onto Google, you'll notice the first listings, the background is typically white. So having any other clutter is going to be very difficult for you to get pulled within the algorithm. The next thing that you was a topic of discussion was everything you put in the listing matters. Talk through how you think about crafting the listing. Here are some questions to encourage conversation. How do you think about listing titles and descriptions? How do you make your listings discoverable? Are there any keywords you use? 
How do you think about pricing items? How do you make you make sure your prices are competitive? So some of this was um, this topic was talked about by Janet and Divine Duchess. She is a full-time seller right now. So the topic that she mentioned is make sure you're not using descriptions such as cute top, black top, party top. Make sure you're putting the actual brand there, the size, the style, be as descriptive as possible so that it's searchable in Google. You also want to make sure that your title is not actually exactly the same within your description box. Make sure you tweak the words and how it's used within your listing. And then are there any keywords you use? So the keywords is obviously the brand. Um, if it's a fit and flare top or a fit and flare skirt or a dress that's a fit and flare, you want to be more specific keywords that someone may be looking for specifically. Um, how do you think about pricing items? How do you make sure your prices are competitive? So you're going to use the Poshmark app to check out comps, or you can also use IUSellHound.com personally in terms of a um, time saver to see what the current prices are trending on the Poshmark app and what's currently trending in terms of what's selling right now uh, in terms of sold items and what's currently listed in terms of the market. And after that, I also price my items higher because of the 20% of fees that are there as well as the potential for buyers to make offers for my listing. So I want it to be high enough that I still have some wiggle room and whatever the final price is that I'll still have enough for profit. Um, the next topic is sharing is one of the ways the Sharing is one of the keys to success. The more you share, the more exposure your listings get. Walk the group through some of the strategies you use to share. How are some questions? Here are some questions to ask the group. When are the best times to share? How many times a day do you share? And are there any other strategies you found that work? So some of the strategies that um, is to share as much as you can. One of the strategies is to go and use the actual feed and I haven't thought about that in quite some time is to go in the Poshmark feed similar to Instagram if you're unfamiliar with that you'll go in the feed you'll sort through and clearly those people who um, are sharing their closet they're currently active on the app so you want to share their items too in the hopes that they'll share back and potentially have more followers than you or not even that at least they can share it to their followers because their followers may be different than your followers you also want to make sure that you are sharing your own closet as many times a day as you can, ideally at least once a day, but if you can, three times a day, and all to the Poshmark parties as much as you can. Now, that's going to be difficult depending on how many items that you have. Personally, my current active listings, I'm very part-time right now. I'm dealing with a lot of things going on from my day job as well as my blog and launching all these other projects and then I'm going to be helping uh, volunteer at a walkathon next month so in addition to helping host these posh and sip events but I also want to mention that it is doable I can do all things through a smartphone and a laptop also I helped launch the Argentine leather goods closet on Poshmark it's San Porteño. It's S-A-N-P-O-R-T-E-N-O -E on Poshmark if you want to take a look at it and check out what's new there. Uh, I also want to mention that it's it's been really difficult to balance everything, but I just need to take a moment to prioritize to see what is um, 
important for me. This is stressful, especially going into the holidays. I know for people who don't have co-hosts, it's very difficult to do these Posh and Sip events, especially if you're a part-time seller, you have kids, you have a full-time job, and you're roaming around. It's hard really, really to prioritize, especially if you have no idea what a Posh and Sip is. And you have no idea what's the difference between a Posh and Sip milestone as well as a Poshmark thing. So I'm going to go into all of that, my thoughts about that a little later on, but I want to go and finish up these strategies. So in terms of sharing your closet, you want to share your closet as many times as you can. Don't be afraid to share your closet at any time during the day. Keep in mind Poshmark, the sellers are on the East Coast all the way to Hawaii. So there it spans multiple time zones. So there's probably a buyer awake somewhere who is looking for what you uh, want. And not only that, once you share your feed, depending on the specific brands that someone's searching for, the default on Poshmark is just shared. So your item, even though you may have other items that are similar, like a brand, if someone's looking for something very specific, your item may be ranking as the first top couple of listings. So sharing is good no matter what time of day you have the opportunity to share your closet. And then here are some questions to ask the group. What are the best times to share? How many times a day do you share? Are there any strategies you found that work? The other thing that you can do, especially if you want to build a little bit more community, is the fact that you go into find people or go to your city, start following those people and sharing items in that closet so that you can start building your own network within your own city. So finally, I want to mention my experience, unfortunately, with the whole Posh and Sip Coffee Edition. I've seen so many negative things on the Slack app. I really had to turn it off. And the Slack app is the app that Poshmark chose to use to help communicate with fellow Posh and Sip Coffee Edition hosts. And unfortunately, it's just been so cluttered with these threads that there have been like 200 unread messages on there. I had to turn it off. I'm just so glad I decided to turn off the notifications and choose specific times when to take a look at the app just to see if there was something that I had to do personally to help go ahead and gain awareness or that Poshmark was needing, whether it's links to different events or they needed to see a picture or just needed more information. Now, the problem is that because of such a cluttered feed, there have been so many people that just got so frustrated. They had a really bad taste in their mouth. Unfortunately, after Poshmark emphasized the fact that there is no incentive for hosting the Posh and Sip event, that they're, aside from giving like the $5, $8 gift card for people for the pot, the first time for hosts going to get some coffee, there was no reason for other people. And some people actually spent like $45 on food trying to get some coffee and cakes for at the part that's for Starbucks. So a lot of people are getting frustrated and they're like, dude, I'm spending all of this money for this event. And I see all these people have all this swag, what's going on. So a lot of my stuff I had is from my previous Posh and Sip events, or I actually made my own Posh and Sip little sign holders. And there are so many ways that you can do it on a budget. Now, obviously, if you don't have the time to do it, I wouldn't recommend doing it. Your strategy is to focus on your business. Maybe this isn't something you want to do, but there's so many ways that you can market your event. Now, the thing that was frustrating and really unfortunate is the fact that there were so many people who had the courage to host a Posh and Sip on their own and no one went to their event. 
Now that's totally understandable, especially if you, it's hard to build community. Now, and this is the reason why it is very difficult for people to even do outside sales. And if you're unfamiliar with outside sales, it's typically when people go to different businesses, introduce themselves, share what their business is about and gain sales that way. But in a similar fashion, we still need to go ahead and make sure within the community, whether you're in a small town in close to a large city and people much rather go to the large city because there's a lot of great things going on there the thing is that we need to make sure that people are building awareness and as much as we are in with Poshmark a lot of people know what Poshmark is the fact of the matter is a vast majority of us have no idea what Poshmark is no interest in it but the thing is that people are shopping on the app whether or not they want to be sellers that's their own thing but even my husband will shop on Poshmark and compare what if there's something that he's looking for on that app versus other apps. So it's all about bringing awareness. Now, the thing that was really upsetting to me was that knowing that even in Houston, there was such a huge list of people that they chose to break up in teams of three locations and half of them dropped out. So they had to consolidate it and bring it to two locations. So already it's confusing for the people in that area because so many people are just trying to reach out and take some time out of their day to drive somewhere to meet strangers. And so, and keep in mind, some of these people may not even have it. Like spending money at Starbucks, like $5 is a lot of money because that's a lot of money. That's like two, depending on where you are, that could be two gallons of gas, one gallon of gas. So think about it like that time is money to a lot of people. So for them to take the time and to spend time with you to learn more and just share with like-minded people, from that perspective, it is an honor for people to even just go and meet with you. I always see it as like, thank you so much. It's always a humbling experience when people have the courage, the willingness to take their time away from their family, from their businesses, from everything to go and spend time with me, my fellow co-hosts to talk about a topic that a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? So, but for me, I do it because I'm trying to share different ways to save money and make money in the hopes that, you know, you too can have some extra money to have more time and more freedom long term. Um, the other thing that I want to mention is that I felt really bad that people were being discouraged and people were like, it's okay, you got it next time. Let me let me actually pull up the app. Let me tell you what I saw here. Um, hold on. I'm going to actually pull up the app. Please bear with me. Let me see what it says here. Did a screenshot. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Oh my gosh, this is, this thing is ridiculous. Um, it says I have 200 plus unread messages. And the problem is there's so many, there's so many threads that I need to keep up with. It's so difficult. So I, I just, and I just like repeat information over and over and over again. And it's just extremely frustrating. So uh, let's see here. Let's see. Question and answer. Um, <laughs> so it says here, anyone else have an issue with being there? The staff was not into us being there. The GM came over and told me that vendor sales and or promotions weren't allowed. I explained that it was just a meetup to chat, but every time we were talking about sales or profit, we got the Starbucks stink eye. And so 
people said we didn't but I called in advance plus we chose a Starbucks that doesn't have a huge amount of traffic I think they were happy to have a star you experienced otherwise maybe a different manager will be on duty next week um, we had the same issue they said if we want to take pics to leave any Starbucks logos out of it after we bought a bunch of drinks and food I couldn't believe they did that I even used Starbucks paper bags for swag bag and that's like free promotion for them but not Poshmark I'm surprised our experience was complete opposite. Our baristas came with trays and sample drinks and pastries, checked in on us, took photos of us, and um, then the later. So it depends. And the problem is there have been inconsistencies, inconsistencies across the board. And I feel that people need to talk about that Poshmark. Yes, it's not like we're selling anything. It's more of a community event and we're trying to share awareness. The thing is that... Um, it, it, the thing is that there's just so many problems. A lot of people have had so much inconsistent feedback and people are just frustrated. So let's see here. I'm trying to find the information. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to scroll through here. There's just, it's so hard to find anything. So let me find her. Um... Here. I'm almost there. Sorry, guys. This thing is just so horrible. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's like you try to search for stuff and it's so annoying. I really don't. Um, okay, hold on. Oh. Okay, I just, unfortunately, and people are frustrated because they're like, well, how come people don't read? The other thing that was frustrating was that um, people need to realize that people process information differently. So people may not have be able to process what they're reading and also people may not be able to really understand what people are talking about. So um, that's the problem. Um, let's see here. Um, oh my gosh, this thing is just so horrible. Uh, oh my gosh. Anyway, so, yeah, I just, it's just been really weird. A lot of people have, I don't know, I, I just, I even now I couldn't even find exactly what I was looking for in that Slack app. There are so many threads within threads within threads that it's so easy to just get lost in that app, and that's why I had to turn off the notifications, but a lot of people were, you know... All they said was like, hey, you know, I no one showed up to my event. That's okay. You know, I brought everything. How long do I have to stay if no one shows up? And so, you know, unfortunately, there's just so much inconsistent inconsistency across the board. A simple heads up from Poshmark to reach to reach out to Starbucks 
both of these companies are multi-billion dollar companies. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to one another to maybe share an internal memo to say, hey, we're going to use your venue as a way to help bring you business and to help bring some quick meeting within the community to, because both of those businesses are trying to help build community. So unfortunately, there wasn't even a quick conversation within both businesses to help collaborate with one another. It is truly unfortunate, but I don't want you to feel discouraged. If someone at, I would recommend always calling and talking to a manager beforehand, letting them know what's going on. Hey, I, that's what I did. I let the person at the quarry know that I'm going to be bringing a group of Poshmark sellers to your venue. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And here is that what we're going to be doing. We're just going to be talking about topics, how to sell on the platform and whatnot. We're not trying to solicit to anyone. It is just going to be more about if people are willing to learn more about the app. But overall, the experience was really fun. I was able to share my love of thrifting with fellow Poshmark sellers and people who have never been to a fellow bag sale or have never been to Uptown Sheepskate Hubner. And then we were able to talk strategy with other Poshmark sellers. And even though I had multiple people sign up, there were a lot of people who couldn't come because of, you know, health reasons, family, life happens. And that's totally understandable. And for me personally, I try to get as many people. My, my goal is to get up to 30 people because I know like half of them aren't going to show up. So even if they all show, it'd be a really great thing because things happen. This is cold and flu season, I think, and it's the holidays. People are starting to get burned out. You know, we need to rest. But there are a lot of factors and you need to know that we're all human. We're all trying to do our best. We're only one person and we can't be at multiple places at one time. So it's very difficult. So have patience if you're doing a posh and sip coffee edition keep going as much as you can i would recommend if you no one even shows up to go and use this as an opportunity to learn and really focus on your business and go ahead and use these talking points as a way to re look at what your strategies are for your own Poshmark closet to level up your closet to make everything better and to also share your closet build more community and like attach or maybe tag other people within the app. This is a really great way to take that opportunity if you don't have time out of your day to do that aside from this event to just go ahead and start following people and building your own closet. So even though people may not have shown up to your event, go ahead and reach out. It doesn't help. You've already set a time that hour, an hour and a half. Go ahead and use that hour, an hour and a half to help level up your business. So I'm going to go ahead and leave this podcast here. As always, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you are not following me on YouTube on this journey, please do so. I'm doing this Posh and Sip Coffee Edition series. There have just been, it's just been easier to help people visually know what's going on and hopefully help give direction. Unfortunately, people learn different ways, whether it's through audio, where it's video, where it's long form writing. I'm trying to help as much as I can. So I'm going to hope you have a wonderful week and that you find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.